Through the mud, chasing bucks on the ground, bring them back to the barn. It's time to throw down. Chase turkeys off the roost, way back in the pines, just a few miles down from Natalie County sign. If a pig comes around, we blow a hole right through. That's how we roll down here in the 352. Hey guys, welcome back to the 352 Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Johns, and as always, we got Jonah Hyatt, and he's about to become a regular here with us, which I don't mind one bit, but we got Mr. Zach Gonzalez with us. Well, he's going to South Florida since you have to work this weekend. He's going to go to South Florida with me and go on that turkey hunt we got coming up in less than, we'll be actually hunting less than two days right now we're going down to scout tomorrow but it's kind of we had to change it up and make a little bit of different arrangements you kind of got called into where you weren't able to take off work because y'all were having some deadlines y'all had to meet so this things coming down the pipe were coming fast yep so but anyway so it's right on the we're right here at turkey season you I mean we're like i said we're going down in the morning I leave super early, get down there and scout all day tomorrow. I think we got some pretty good ideas where to go for some really good, say, friends that we've made through this podcast. It's kind of pointed, us, I think, in the right direction down there. So we're going to get down there in the morning, <clears throat> see if we can hear a bird first thing in the morning. I think it's supposed to be a little windy down there in the morning, yep. but it's supposed to start calming down throughout the weekend. So hopefully we can get on one pretty fast there on saturday or actually find one tomorrow so we have an opportunity to get one on one there on saturday so we got that coming up which we'll talk a little bit about that throughout this podcast but mostly what we're going to get with is all the many many acres that we set fire to this past couple weeks weeks. yep we've burnt the world down Oh, absolutely. But it's made a world of difference, I think. Oh, God. I, I can tell here at the house and in Georgia already. Absolutely. So, anyway, before we get into that, which, I mean, I guess this question that we got, because I was late. Yeah, you fell asleep on us today, but yeah. it's all right. Yeah. It all happens. But we got one question, just one this week, but it kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about on this episode. So, we'll go ahead and start <laughs> with that one. Like always, the questions... Brought to you by Primo Nice. We got some stuff coming down the pipe with him. So definitely be looking out in the near future. We have some pretty big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to him a little bit here the last couple of days. Um, let's put it this way. If you're looking to buy a knife from Primo's, just hold off a little bit. Yes. There might be something special coming this way. Absolutely. So, but anyway, we'll <clears throat> go with this one question here. Um, it says, how do you get started burning on a property that has never been burned before? I can tell you, this is simple and easy right here because we've never, in the 15, 16 years that we've had our place in Georgia, it's been our like little 20 place. 20 years almost now. 20 years, we have never burnt that place because it's privately owned and landowners get a little boogery about it, yada, yada, yada. But I tell you the easiest way to do this is... A, make sure you got good equipment and a good tractor and a good disc. Get you a good fire break burned around that thing. Disc that thing to powder 
and take it in sections. Take that thing and just a couple acres at a time until you get at least a good, you know, a good black zone of, mm-hmm. of you know, a backfire yep. on it all the way around. Take it a piece at a time. You know, they say you can't eat the elephant in a whole bite. Eat that elephant one bite at a time. So take it and always find your downwind side and start there and take your downwind side. If you don't burn but a 20 foot strip on that downwind side, but you can keep an eye on it, you are, you're, you're golden. Cause then you can get on the upwind side and burn back to that downwind side. And you, 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 you lower that risk of it jumping on you. Absolutely. And like, what we did throughout the weekend, like us burning, you mean, we had somebody designated to the tractor. You mean they monitored that whole fire break. Like say we just, we moved in a group to each block. Yep. And we, um, so like whoever was on the tractor and what I like generally like to do for say on that downwind side, you get that little bit of burnt stuff going disc where the, just your disc gets in the black. Yep. Then. So then you're rolling dirt into your black, and then there's no way for it to really get out unless it's, you I mean, just get so You hot. get an absolute hard wind. Yeah. But generally, you mean, if you got a pretty good-sized disc, <clears> like, well, we had like an eight-foot disc up there, six, eight-foot. Um, when you disc all that and it you roll it into the black, there's, I mean, there's not really a chance of it really getting out. So, um, but kind of going off of, like, places you don't burn and you have burned so i actually burned on our property and we got a bunch of different sections on our place that we like we burned actually pretty much three sections last year and we held one for this year and i just wanted to get them three blocks off of each other so they're not we're not burning all three of them a little bit yeah so i ended up burning one of the sections just to get it different years and so it actually we actually had to work to get that one to burn across it this year, just because it was burnt last year. Um, and it took probably two hours to burn across this block. We went and burnt the new block that we haven't burned yet. Within 15 minutes, it was burned all the way across it. And you I mean, it got hot. It got super hot. And that just, and it generally just looking at it from a distance before burning both of them, it really does not look a big difference far as, because it's, you I mean, this time of year, there's not a lot of green in anything right now. I mean, we're getting into it, especially down here in Florida, but where we were burning in Georgia, there's not a lot of green still up there. So them blocks didn't have a lot of green in it, but it's just the layers of pine straw that was in them blocks. It's fuel. Your, your fuel that's on the ground. Yep. I've been, I've been having this drilled in my head the last couple of days, but it's your fuel ratio of dried matter that's on the ground is what creates the intensity of the fire. It is not necessarily the suspended fuel, like your dog fennels, your briar, stuff like that. That does not create a hot fire. It's what is on the fuel. And you got to look at, there is, um, there's certain levels you're looking for, and we'll get into it later. But um, if you're looking for, you know, dry days, you believe it or not, you're actually looking for a dry day, um, Five to seven days of dry weather and a and up to a nine mile an hour wind. Anything less than five miles is considered to be a stagnant wind, and your fire doesn't move. It just sits there and burns. You actually want like a nine to twelve mile an hour wind, and you want to back burn that wind and then get on the uphill side and let it just zip through there because what it'll do is it'll burn all the bottom fuels. It won't scorch your trees, and you'll be in and out and done in just a few minutes. Yep. So. Well, like I said, we only had one question this week. I think we kind of sort of answered that a little bit, which we'll 
we'll enlight on that question throughout yeah, this whole it's podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty hard podcast on burning. Absolutely. You know, so, what not to do. Absolutely. Or so There's a lot of that. Well, I learned a lot now. I'm, a, I'm an educated man on yep. what to do. Which everything kind of ties in together. You I mean, you, you're taking a class right now as far as burning, which we'll get into that. We, you burned here. We burned in Georgia. You mean your property, my property. So, you mean we've got a ton of burning here in the last couple of weeks. And plus, you're taking this <clears> class. So, um, I think we can enlighten a lot on for say burning. So, yes. I've learned a lot here the last couple of days and even the last couple of weeks of what to do. Just even though, like what, what happened to me and you, Feet on I know what to do next. Yep. Absolutely. So, like always, no, we only have one question, but Primo Nice can't thank him enough. We're still working with him, still doing a lot of big things with him. Got a lot of big things coming up. Um, but we'll go ahead and get into this episode, take a short break, and then we'll get back into it. And like I said, this episode's going to be fully about burning, what we think you should do, what we have done, what we think we you shouldn't do. And we'll just kind of roll through that one. We'll talk, we'll hit on a little bit of turkey stuff. That's what everybody's thinking about. And then we'll get off of here. And hopefully next week we'll talk about some successful turkey hunting so hopefully a bird gets smacked in the absolutely mouth. i'm telling so, you what we'll like, i'd like to see one get smacked absolutely we'll be back here in just a second record deer season and i'm hooked let me shoot and miss one right out of the gate katie bart damn doors i'm coming for you and billicate for this not my season is over seven yards you better hold it like a rifle honey hoping for a double thank you Well, like always, Florida camo. Can't thank them guys enough. And um, I'll be wearing my Florida camo this weekend. Yeah. Right. I got mine out the other day. I should put it on, make sure it fit, check, because Jonah thinks I'm fat. But I got mine on, make sure it fit. And uh, you better bet your sweet ass open in the morning. I'm going to be head to toe in it. I took a picture for him. I actually sent it to him. And I actually started looking at that photo and all the detail that is in that hammock pattern you mean there's i was sitting by a little oak tree right there and there's oak <clears throat> the oak tree leaves will look absolutely identical for this the, time of the year the new oak yep. tree leaves it's the damn moss it's the it's unreal it's, the pine it's the needles yeah it's the it's the thought that he put into everything that's in that thing it is you mean there's when you look at that picture you mean there's just you mean it, it blends in so well to this terrain down here you mean grant the the palmetto pattern does well when you're hunting more palmettos, but I think that hammer pattern blends into way more stuff down here. And you mean, I know the Florida camo kind of signature is the, the palmetto pattern, which that blends in great, especially in that South Florida look and everything. But for us right here, that hammock pattern, yeah. I think does Turkey work. hunting on the ground down South, you get the big uh, palmetto flats and the, the big hammocks and stuff. The palm <coughs> hammocks looks great, but even down around here, bow hunting and stuff and the oak hammocks that, Hammock patterns hard to be even on the ground. The little scrub oaks, blackjack yep. stuff like that. It's, yeah, you can't get much better. Than even that. even that hammock pattern in our places in Georgia. Oh, absolutely. Bow hunting would be. I'm gonna wear my Florida camo in Georgia turkey hunting this year. Yeah, you mean I don't it, see why not. It's gonna fit. I mean, there's what we hunt up there: oaks and like that scrub oak. So it's all scrubby stuff. So yeah. that that scrubby look looks. Yeah, the swamps we hunt up there's <clears> got palmettos <throat> in it and stuff too. So yep. we blend in just fine. I mean, I showed you across the road over there where I'm going, my little hole that I hunt in. Yep. You put that in, that, them little scrubby oaks and them little palmettos at your feet and stuff like that. They ain't got a chance. They ain't. They ain't going to have a name. They don't even know I'm even there. 
I'll, kick, I'll kick my chair out and I'll be. Did yeah. you bring your chair this week? Yep. All right. So I'll take my extra one. I'll, I'll give you a house of six and say, I got a, a, a recliner fat. in mine. Yeah. Depends how far we think we're going you know, to go in because I've got the one built into the vest or whatnot. If we got to walk away, I ain't lugging yeah. that chair. Don't let me forget. I'll put my pad yeah. with you need me to, just for, sure. for my vest just yeah. in case. But anyway, let's go ahead and hit on that real quick before we get too involved in this burning and then we will pretty much finish off the burning so we're leaving 2 o'clock yep. we're gonna be leaving out to go to south florida we're gonna drive down try to get down there early enough try to listen for some birds like i said we got a really good friend per se a through the podcast that we've been able to get some intel and we will um we're going to get down there first thing in the morning and try to get on some birds, try to figure out where some stuff's at. Me and you might split up a little bit. We're taking the the bikes down so we can try to get around a lot easier. At least we got a place to start. Absolutely. And that's what it all is. You mean, I, and I'm not expecting somebody to give me where a turkey's at. Like, you I mean, I wouldn't, I get kind of stingy too. You oh, mean, I'm not going to, I ain't going to give out all my points and numbers, but you mean, he kind of gave us a place to start. You mean, which we've never been down there. I've been trying to get down there. Yeah. I want to go down there and scout, but just timing. I mean, I've been like, I I just got home yesterday. I was in Georgia for a freaking week. I was up there filming. We did the burn and then I had to go film afterwards. So I just ain't had a chance to get down there. So, um, so we're going to go down in the morning and we're going to hunt over the, this, this weekend. You actually, you got to go back to work on Monday. So hopefully we'll get it done over the weekend. If not, then I might try to regroup or whatever. Cause the hunt actually goes till Tuesday. So I might try to regroup and maybe strike down there one day or something like that for myself or whatever I can come up with. But hopefully I, ain't, I don't have to worry about that, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we're at Waffle House by 9 a.m. on Saturday. Absolutely. So we'll see how you that be, goes. Shit, y'all might be homeward bound by Saturday afternoon. I'm good with it. Yep. So, but anyway, well, that's what we got coming up. If you're listening to this and you're either going to the South Zone or you're waiting on this North Zone to open or whatever, even if you're in another state, you still got a month or so before yours opens. Good luck to everybody. Um, I know we got this weekend opener for down there. Next weekend, I'm going to be filming a youth hunt up here in the North Zone. Yep. And then we're going to get started up here the following weekend. I think I got to go film for a guy, so I won't get to be behind the gun but i think i might regroup and do some hunting that first week that's, that's what mean you go full swing um i'm ready i bad after i think i'm gonna break the old camcorder out set it up beside me and Uh-oh. i'll get what i can out of it and let Jonah <laughs> take it from there absolutely <laughs> if Which I, he's done it before if i can get the just of it of what's going on Jonah can take his magic and make what needs to be done with it and then that's right all right hell i ain't scared like i said i'll have i might let my little my little friend at work come hang out with us on the uh, opening weekend. So that way he can, he'll make show him I'll get, I, that's what I'm saying. I'll make him run the fucking camera. Absolutely. And which, um, we actually, I know this is really late to the game. Should have done this a week or two ago, but we actually went this afternoon before we got in here and we shot all the guns. So you're good on your 410. I'm going to fuck something up with that 410. You're good with your 410. My 20 gauge is doing good. And I think I'm actually going to do a little bit different this year. I have a double barrel. It's not an over and under. It's actually a side by side. Stevens uh, 335. It's a damn coach gun. The damn cowboys back in the day were carrying mail with this son of a bitch. 
Weighs about 10 pounds. It, what, what, you looked it up. It was made back in the 19... 1912 to 19, I think, 25. Two and three quarter inch full and modified fixed <clears throat> bore barrel. Yeah. Oh, it kicks like a mule, but you mean it... Pattern great at At 30 yards, yards yeah. you mean just some lead shot. It, it patterned really well. Yeah. So I'm just... I want to try to get... I'll probably shoot my first one with my turkey gun, but that second one, if I could you find me... You got to kill one with it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a 28-inch barrel. It's heavy as all get out. It's going to need to be a spot that I can... I know where some turkeys are. I get set down and put a tripod up. Yeah, pad, rest, lead sled, lead yeah. sled in there. Table. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. What is it? <clears throat> them bog pods or whatever, yeah, where yeah. you get them kids up there where they can oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm gonna have to have one of these. Death grip. I'm oh, telling you what, I want. I've got my 12. I ain't gonna give up my 12 because I can. I mean, I can touch one with it, but that damn 410. 410's a way to go. I'm telling you, it's the more Zach talks to me about it, and then. You oh, shot it. You saw what mine did today. I shot mine, Nasty. and then that old West Yawn up there. They swear by them fucking four tens up there, fifty yards out. West Yawn says fifty yards is a dead turkey. Absolutely. Yep. You got to remember back when my dad was a kid, your dad was a kid. Fifty yards was like a ten gauge gun, okay. and even if then, that, it, it, it. even then, that was like maybe. Now you got shooting a four ten, three inch four ten with TSS in it, number nines, and. I mean, it, it's rolling them because yeah. at 30 yards that was a dead that was a dead bird today even yeah, with mine it, it shot better than that 20 gauge with the lead yeah way better that's what i'm saying because i'm going to tote both when i'm around the house oh absolutely if i miss him in the first one he better be able to run fast because that 12 is coming burning his ass down behind yeah, him but don't stop at 60 and look back yeah yeah don't <laughs> don't don't give me that over the shoulder look at me like ooh, that kind of stung because it. it's gonna hurt bad <laughs> Oh, body shoot the fuck out of you. Because <laughs> anything anymore, if you're shooting a pretty, like either shooting a Jebs or Indian Creek or something like that out of a 12 gauge with shooting TSS, if it's under 40 yards, you better shoot it like you're shooting a damn rifle. Hold That's what on. I've said. It's a rifle gun. I mean, it's going to, if you shoot him at 20 yards with 12 gauge TSS Take number nine, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's you, off. You've got the, there's no, there ain't much room for error. I shot one there at my 20. aunt's last year at 45 yards on the off shoulder coming across there. It's about 45 yards. I hit him with that three inch mm -hmm. TSS and it, I didn't even get a flop out of him. No. It just folded his yeah. ass. I could have shot him earlier, but he was between me and the damn house. And I said, I ain't going to shoot the house. I let him get on across the hayfield and he got on across. He was, he was falling the hens across it going, I don't know where the hell he even come from, but. He come out there and I poosh and he just he just hit the damn dirt. That was all there was to it. I didn't he didn't start flopping until I got out there to him. Most I, of the time I've seen a lot of turkeys with TSS. I don't know. Just it just it cleans them. Yeah. You mean they don't hardly I mean I've seen a lot of turkeys, they don't even flop. You mean and I remember you shooting one like long even long beard XRs, which is a great lead load. Awesome. Best but, in the market. Yeah. That's my backup round. I'll put like two or three TSS in there, and then the rest of them are Longbeard XRs. I've shot a bunch of birds, Longbeard XR three inch sixes. I mowed a bush down in Florida or in Georgia with a damn long. I mean, I blowed a hole, oh, yeah. about ten inch hole through a bush and killed one. Yeah, about thirty yards away with Longbeard XR. Yeah. I will never beat up Longbeard. Longbeard XR is my second choice by Absolutely. far. You I mean just the technology you get out of this TSS that they've got into it now? You mean just like you shooting up? 410 today you mean that is that was an outstanding pattern you invest so much time and effort into the planning the turkey hunts and going out it's worth to spend 
a few extra dollars on a you know pack of shells it's it's definitely worth it there's there's no comparison it's like me i mean even going into even rifle like i mean i shoot that precision hunter hornady which it's it's pretty pricey i mean that's more of your higher end load on the market that's a manufactured load it's the and, only round i shoot is a hornady round I shoot and barns at all mine it's 65 dollars a box and yeah. them barns are nasty yeah. i've shot a 243 with a 95 grain barns in it and i have seen some things that probably therapy couldn't fix i've killed plenty with the old core lock but now i'm telling you it, now no a core lock a core lock now that's your poor man's freaking that but, damn thing is deadly son okay. but but it's if not I what want, it is. Yeah, that's 100, 200-yard gun. Yeah. If I want to stretch it out there 500, 600, 800 yards, I'm going to take my damn, damn Hornady ammunition because I got trust behind it. And like he said, that Hornady, it's a little bit pricier, but I will take my 6.5 and I will put it up against anybody out there. Everybody, oh, yeah, 6.5. You you lose more deer than you do. You, I, ain't lost a six, I ain't lost a deer out of that 6.5 yet. Yeah. And... What I was going with with that too is that, you I mean, how much are you really shooting your turkey gun or your deer hunting deer hunting rifle? You might shoot it to make sure it's on, just like we did. I shot one of my TSS out of it. That's all I'm going to shoot. Shot one out of each gun. So, yep. you mean, and then you say if you just hunt in the state of Florida, you're going to shoot two turkeys and that's it. And say you make good shots, you shoot three rounds a year and you're done. So you mean five most, round most box last you two years. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You so, pattern with the one, and you got like a four ten was forty bucks, so it costs you twenty dollars a year to shoot ammunition out of your four ten, yeah, or whatever. It's like, or you can be like me and shoot ten in one year and kill two birds. Well, well I'm glad yeah. you got rid of that gun. Yeah. yeah, my poor brother has it now. He's like, you didn't tell me that gun shoots a foot and a half high. I'm like, yeah, Dad told you you hold it on his fucking beard. Yeah. It'll hit you in the head, or you better get you a different. I tell you how you fix that gun. Red dot. Is that, that what Kyle was something with pheasant shooting? No. No, I was gonna say. No, it was it was his eight seventy, I think. Gotcha. Which but, is like some of them old wing guns, don't they shoot to one side? Oh yeah, that's what my dad always told me. You better pattern every gun you ever get because my dad's got guns in there that the damn thing might shoot three foot to the left. You better be able to hold that basher three foot to the right. That's not me. Not but the jibs. I'm telling you. I like that Kyle, I, I still had the gun. I still have my version of that gun that, that Kyle, my brother, got. I just know to hold low. But I can tell you now, if you put a red dot on that gun, you'll fix every problem in the world on that gun. That damn thing would be stupid dangerous because they got jebs in them. They're short, mossy oak, camo in them, Obsession. Mossberg 500 Phantom, or yep, it's yep. a Mossberg Phantem gun. Yep. You put a little, you put like that one that I have, or even that little one you have, like them little... Little micro red dots. little micro red dots on there. That damn thing would be dangerous because it's so light. It's light, light and easy to tote, but it will knock the shit out of you. It will rock your shit. It's a damn you damn near youth model gun. It is because you you actually you it comes when you buy it. It comes <clears throat> with extended extension for the stock. So it that, needs about three more inches in it, in my opinion. Yeah, because the best way to to tell if a gun is right for you is take it and lay it right on your arm like your not your forearm but where your bicep is right where your elbow, elbow. is and lay the stock there and then like take your pointer finger and then put it up where the the trigger is and then bend your finger like you are pulling the trigger and that'll tell you if the gun's long or too short for you yep. and that one your the trigger is about palm down your it's about, about your palm yeah, yeah. a lot about, of the new shotgun companies they all come with the ex, you know 
I don't know, little adapter pieces that slide in like a little shim, really, between the recoil pad and your actual stock. I mean, that's the what that was. Spinelli, it just kept, all it, come with them now. But it does. It needs just a little bit more in it, in my yeah. opinion. If, if you, you could put, buy another, and that's that's what the problem is. It's not long enough, so you got to get <clears> your head farther down on the gun, and when you do that, it freaking rocks your jaw. It'll hit you in the damn jawbone. Well, it hurts. Yeah. So, but so anyway, yep. So we pattern guns. Everything's good. We're going to South Florida. We'll be down there. For the weekend try to kill us one and we will kind of let everybody know how that went next weekend or next week on the podcast but like i said this one's more involved in whole, this whole burning that we've had going on the last couple of weeks so you guys which i come over for a little bit and i had to leave but y'all started burning around here around your house and y'all got a pretty good bit burnt between here yeah, and quite a bit so got all the hayfields burnt they look good they're coming back too surprisingly as dry as they are yep. yeah the hayfields burnt better than i expected they were going to as much green was in them yeah which i mean we had to reset a couple spots and we kind of crossed it and stuff like that but now one on the south side burnt damn good this one that that south side yep. one down there that thing burnt real well yep. which, which is, i was a lot thicker even whenever we cut hay off of it it was had a lot more matter in it yep that's it which is it it's thicker it needed to be done couple weeks ago but they're just without that particular endorsement that i've been getting in the last couple of days you can't apply for a permit you get a permit you have to be a certified a certified aerial burner or pile burner in order to be able to pro them permits and i wasn't so i couldn't get it and that's what kind of held us up for a while even if i try to get it on friday saturday and then that sunday whenever you and tess were here i finally got it which actually turned out better because you guys were here for actual extra hands on the ground. You need it. And it worked out really well for us. Kind, that of, I kind of. <clears throat> I mean, we started out great, but. Thank God we had the extra. Well, I'm going to say hands, feet. 483 beers later, <laughs> Tess's pants cut in half and. Osher's boots burnt. Your Osher's boots burnt. Doing the My face stomp. burnt. And we got a good uh, smoke smell to us now. Um, we got everything burnt. Now, I ain't going to say everything on one side of the road went well. <laughs> Two on the other side of the road went real well. The very last field that I said, we ain't got no fucking problem out of this fucking thing. There ain't no reason to pile. Half of I, it's green. Half of it's green. Two-thirds of that whole fucking place is green. Like green. It is not going anywhere. Oof. Me and Zach are sitting there just driving along. I'm driving a gator. Zach's got the torch. I look behind me. The fire's in two different neighbors. Leaving. Quick. Fast. I hear my dad go, hey. I look back. I'm like, what? I look back. He goes, fire. Now, granted, my one neighbor, I'm not too worried about. It. It's a damn horse farm. Yeah, the horses are scrambling with the smoke. And yeah, they were scrambling with the smoke, but I knew they had, their grass was mowed. Yeah, it, it, was just, it wasn't going nowhere. It was there. just burning the shit that was in the fence row. Turned out great. That probably turned out real well. The other side was about six foot tall broom sage that was dead all the way through it. It was about 20 acres of it. It about got western in there. Oh, it did for a little bit. Oh, he got in. My dad got Thank God your dad can drive a tractor because uh, he you, was you, in weren't, it. you weren't stomping that out. You weren't stomping that motherfucker out. He was in there, and you know, I was in there putting water on that bastard for a long time, and I finally said, you know what? Fuck this. Why am I putting water on something that we're not even putting out? Yeah. He was I let him calm. I, he just kept making loops. Yeah. He kept making loops. You know what the problem was, though? 
Every time you make a fucking loop, you will start to fire a little bit farther out. <laughs> sure. make, go back, make another loop. Start to fire a little farther out. I'm out there stomping little, stop, little fires out while he's putting a big fire out. He'd put a third of the big fire out, but start two more little ones out there. And I finally got I just said, you know what? Let him come through, and I will stomp the little fire out. And that's what I, that's what we wound up doing, because you had the horse farm. I had the broom sage, and we put Cecily and Tess in the gator, and they were running water to us. Your and dad, though, he was—I give it to him—he was staying calm, cool, collective. He just didn't have a care in the world. Later that day, he told him, Later that day, he goes, "We come real close to calling the fire department." <laughs> I said, "We come real close to yeah. calling the fire department." I said, "But I wasn't giving up. No. That bitch was going to burn all the way across there before I fucking gave up on it." And we got it out, though. We got it out. No harm, no foul. Drove by today. It looks great. It looks fantastic out there, doesn't it? Yeah. No, horse, horse farm, you're welcome. Well, yeah, she got green grass yeah, out there. The fence line, it looks... I mean, she I was like a little upset. My dad's yeah. like, oh, she's going to be upset because we burnt her wire up. I'm like, that's not even her wire. That's our wire. That's yeah. our fence. <laughs> Hell with their fucking fence. That's my fence. Yeah. They'll burn the wire if I want to. So, but yeah, we, we did good here at the house all the way to the very last field at the very last lap. And I'll tell you what I learned on that one. A... Don't let your father sit on a damn tractor and play on his phone. Yep. Make sure he's right behind you. <clears throat> and two, scoot in the field a little bit more and don't get right on the edge because we were... buffer room. Yes, because we were right on the edge when we were burning. That wind kind of switched up on us too. And it blew it right into their place. Yep. And if I would have bumped out 10 more feet when we set it on fire, we would have been in good shape. It was the last minute, you know. Oh, we'll get this done real quick. We'll go up and get the go get go some Mexicans. Rojo oh God, I was cheese dip. I was dr- dribbling drool down my face over some cheese dip. Now I told, I looked at Zach. I said, "We go get burn this little piece of shit off right here. It ain't gonna burn, but we're gonna go try it. I'll be thirty minutes in and out of here. Yeah, thirty minutes. We're gonna be shit. we're gonna be groveling bound to Rojo. Three hours later, <laughs> and a lot of smoke inhalation and everything else. We were pride was ever pride left over there. Everything else." Ostrich boots, ostrich boots got all burned up. In the day looks great. Bass pond looks good. Oh God, I'm telling you, the damn pond looks great. Because we actually went up burning the pond edge all the way around. It looks good. Oh really? Oh yeah. Remember how we used to go over there and that damn pond was growed up over our fucking head? Oh, sand to the sand to the water. It's right? sand to the water line Dude. now. Hmm. We can go to do whatever you want now. Yeah. Only thing left is the big trees. Yeah. I, I'm tickled pink over there. We didn't burn all the way around it, obviously. We just, from where it comes around the curve right there, yeah, we yeah. started there all the way around to where the other little yeah, if curve. Little, if that little head cut off fire right there, that'd be a <clears> whole other <throat> world of mess right there. I would have went to the house, got in my <laughs> truck, went to Mexican, and called the fire department. I wasn't there. Sweet. Lightning struck it. Yeah. no, Not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> lightning. Heat lightning. So, y'all got that done, and then we moved to Georgia, and I actually <clears> went up last Thursday afternoon, try to get a head start on my place because I knew our place wasn't going to be too much to handle because we got a really, really good road system on ours. And we have, we already burned one block and then we have a couple of them piles that we needed to get burnt. And they've had a ton of rain in the past month. I mean, everything, even the the rivers are out of their banks right now. So there's a lot of moisture in the ground and stuff. So it made it a lot easier for us. So luckily enough, they're on pretty much all day Friday. We got, me and Shane, we got pretty much everything I needed burned. 
I mean, we burnt about a but th- <clears throat> a three acre block that we burnt last year. Three and a half. Well, it was probably three and a half to four. I would say that one block, and then we burned about a four acre block in the backs. So we burned about, and then we burned that little triangle block that was probably an acre and a half. So up there with a little hardwood block. Yeah. So probably about ten acres, give or take, maybe a little bit less, nine to ten acres total of actual burning across something a little block and then we um burned four or five piles and stuff and got some of them burned down and all that some of the stuff that when we were up there clearing the property that we piled up and just had to let it rot down and dry out for us to be able to burn so we got a lot of them burned down too so ours all went pretty well we didn't really have any issues of anything getting out Uh, like i said we got a really good road system had a tractor with a disc and just stayed monitoring it you mean Shane actually bought him a drip torch. That's what we used to start all of it. So he would walk through there and start it, and I'd get a little bit behind him on the tractor and just disc over what he's just already keep, burned. Keep the, you keep that fresh dirt flipped over that fire. Keep yep. it going. As he's going, that little black area like he was talking about. The only thing you have to worry about in dense areas is the actual fire going up a tree and leapfrogging over. But outside of that, it can never ground. And if you got good moisture like we do up there in Georgia, it'll never go up them trees. Absolutely. And so. that's what you have to worry about. And you don't want a real hard prevailing wind. You want it to be able to kind of go in one direction. And shit, you can't... Because it does get thick up there in a couple of them spots. And and like where he's talking about, you could have got... He got some like old scrubby pines on one fence line right there. If it would have jumped them damn scrubby pines... You might as well go just go there and push them damn pines out because you ain't gonna get them to stop. Absolutely. And, but no. it, it like up front. Yeah. <laughs> and that was lighter knot. That was a whole tree of lighters. It yeah. went out. But so we got that done on Friday there. We just started burning and you I mean them piles burnt for till Monday. You mean I remember and, you sending me trail cam pictures with turkeys in it and the Piles are still, still burning in the, in the back. Yeah. Yep. There was still flames awesome. in some of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Turkeys, deer, and stuff, they were yep. coming out there to one of them food plots we got that, I mean, it's kind of perfect. I mean, it's just a food plot there. And where that pile that we had, I dissed all that up. So there's a lot of dirt for them to scratch around and then the burns right next to it. So should be good for turkey hunting right there. But yeah, I mean, it's. <clears throat> it's amazing, though. I mean, from what y'all did last week into the pictures you were showing me today, it don't. I mean, people think it scares game away. You burn them. Those turkeys are will flock to it. Yeah, four days, and they're I mean, I mean more than you've seen prior to this. I yeah, mean, all over. Absolutely. So, and like, I kind of made a I made a post there, kind of a lengthy, more lengthy than I usually do, and it was a picture of us burning up there. And what I kind of said in the post was that fire gets a lot of bad raps, far as kind of it's a lot of people are scared from it. A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people think, oh, wildfire, that's terrible. But if you got a really good controlled prescribed burn that you try to do, you mean you're benefiting wildlife leaps and bounds. You mean far as, you mean food for everything, bedding area for deer, nesting area for turkeys. Because these blocks that we burn, you give it another when turkeys go to start nesting. You'll have green stuff that's about knee high out there. And just a solid green. You mean great places for turkeys to go nest. Um, deer for them to have food for, sources. For the ponds, too. Yeah, for them to bed down and stuff. Because they're going to be, you mean, it's right not. around the corner. Yeah, it's not too long. They'll be, you'll be starting to see 
drop spotted fawns. So especially up there in Georgia, um, granted not here. I mean, it's, it's a long ways off from here. But and then on perfect example for me burning a block last year, and like I said, it looked almost identical <clears throat> as the block in the back. But it's just if you went out there and really started digging the layers of pine straw, yep. like we were over there at Jesse's and he's got a um, he's got a box stand. It's just on the ground, but it's a little box stand that they hunt out of. And in, what we did was we just went in there and actually took a shovel and kicked the pine straw away from it and then started burning around it so it burned out. There was probably 16, 17 inches worth of pine straw how deep the pine straw was around there. And you just, when you walk across it, you don't think you it's don't know, that deep, yeah. but you just trying to dig down <clears> there in the dirt. Yeah, we just got down to the wet batter and just kind of kicked it up around the edges to keep it from burning it up. Shit, we had a damn hell of a wind road just around it of yeah. just kicking the damn pine straw out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, we just kind of started the fire right there and let it burn away, away from, from it. it. That way, because that's my dad's favorite little spot. And, and, I was like, man, we're going to burn this box stand up. But surprisingly, it never burnt the damn box stand up. I don't know how it didn't. I mean, it got it hot. It got hot in there. But so that's just another thing. I mean, you're not just helping wildlife, but you're actually preventing a lot of fires from then on. You mean, because yeah, naturally, like when we burned the block that we burned last year, that stuff didn't get over. The flames didn't get over about a foot and a half tall out there. And it just it creeped across the ground. I mean, you could have honestly went out there and probably kicked most of that fire out. And it just I mean, it took two two, two and a half, three hours to burn across it. And it just creeped all the way across that thing. Cause we, we did the normal. We started on the downwind side and started burning it. Cause we didn't know how bad it was going to be. And then went around it and started and it just creeped in till it got all the way <clears> to the <throat> center. And you mean those little spots that didn't burn cause it wasn't enough fuel. But I mean, for the most part, you've seen it. You yeah. Burnt pretty decent across it. I mean, there was like little like dog fennels or whatever. There was like maybe two and a half foot tall. It didn't even burn them because it was just so low and it just creeped across. The fuel there. level was not very high. Yeah. But you went there back to their back and it just looks, you mean, it's black and there ain't a, it got nothing. hot. There was enough fuel in there to get it hot. Yeah. So, I mean, it just prevents. And that's why I don't understand like where we hunt down here. We, we dog hunt and stuff. And you <clears> mean, they don't, they don't do any really like last year they did a control burn, but it wasn't really controlled because that damn no, thing went everywhere. from, it went everywhere because it's just there's so much fuel down there because it never gets burned. And you I mean when you, you start a fire like that, there's you mean you don't have enough really manpower to stop that when it gets that bad. When it's burning on one side of like just an actual like road that two vehicles can pass down and it's burning so hot it just ignites on the other side. There's they don't even have it have to jump. It just gets so hot it ignites on the other I'd side. Say three hundred meters is what separation you need. Yep. Which is twelve hundred feet. That's a lot. We're just under 1,200 feet. They say 1,200 feet is what you need from a road, from a, a active road <clears throat> or a passageway. You need 1,200 feet from an active fire to keep it from jumping. Now, if you have like curtain burners or like a pit burning or pile burning, you can get down to 300 feet and be fine. But they say if you're doing a broadcast burn with a prevailing wind of 12 miles an hour, you need 1,200 feet to stop it. That's, that's and that's a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. and that's <clears throat> what we're kind of going with. You mean if you got a piece of property that's got a ton of fuel in it, you mean you got to have a lot of equipment, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people. That's what they that's what they stress in this class is the equipment is one thing, but eyes on the ground is another thing. You got to have somebody that can spot these 
fires getting away from you. Give everybody a task and everybody a spot and, and watch it. And yeah. And that's like when we burned your place over there, you had your, your gator, your side by side. And I brought my folder. Granted, you're not going to do a ton with a folder, but somebody can actually ride around the block. And keep folder. an eye on it. Keep yeah. an eye on it. And then somebody's on the tractor. And then even your the alcoholic up there, um, old Alki, he, he was in his truck. But, you mean, he actually sort of kind of helped. You yeah, mean? he made laps around the place. And he, he watched wherever it was currently burning. Yep. He stayed on a downhill wind of wherever it was burning. And he kept an eye on it. You need people like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, just... He stayed down there, and you're like, okay, well, he's down there. You don't need to really – he's monitoring that. We can keep an eye on this side of it. And that's kind of how we – We burnt a lot in Georgia at my place. Turned out great. More I than I thought. I would say – I mean, I don't even know how many acres that would be. That That's a that's a big chunk of that 100 acres. Yeah. Granted, you take up a lot when through that bottom, but both hills – Both hills got burnt to the damn edges. Yeah. I would say it was over 20 acres. Oh, yeah. I would say it's over 20 acres. That front was 20 probably, to 30. That front was close to 20. From road to road, from from bottom road to camp, it's probably a good close oh, yeah, to 20. I forgot we burned that big block. That was a big block, the last one. The last burned. one. I got ballsy on it. Look, look, feeling a little confident? I was feeling confident on it. Which I, it burned great. It burned all the damn road. It put itself out, and you couldn't ask for a better thing. Yep. And it looks great. You can sit there. You can look from camp all the way to damn near to the damn feeder now out front. But it'll you, grow back up green now and look good. Yeah. There's here you give it because I think I looked on my phone through radar. I think they're going to get some rain here in the next week or so. So if they get a good rain up there, the amount of food for wildlife in between my place and your place here coming up in about a month is going to be unreal. You mean feeders, food plots, they're not going to do anything for wildlife. You mean for say if you were still feeding for deer or whatever up there. Your numbers of deer are going to go way down on cameras just because of the sheer fact of there's so much feed in the woods. Which, granted, if you didn't even burn, there's still going to be feed this first in the spring because they're going to want to eat all this green stuff. But it'll kind of fizzle out really quick. With us burning, this stuff is going to be green. Yeah, it's going to be. It's just what they call a salad. My dad calls it a salad. That's what they called it back in the old days was it's everything is green and tender and it's a mixture of everything he calls it like a turkey will call it a salad and it'll be even be for deer you know you burned up that damn sycamore tree or that you know scrub oak or whatever out there well that thing rebranches back out that's going to be all green tender yeah leaves and bottom growth because it you know obviously we all know a deer is a browse animal so they're going to browse on whatever is tender yep in which like we got a lot of slash pines up there as well. I pretty much burned all my stuff is under slash pines, planted pines, and I can tell you I was I was pretty nervous last year after we burnt them two blocks because we burnt it was about twenty acres we burnt last year and right after we burnt we went up there like two weeks later and it wasn't a pine needle green on none burnt of them. the shit out of the pine I'm like trees. whole I'm like oh my it's it's gonna kill I mean we're killing all these this pines. Is it. Yeah. And like you really got to look, and it was like little like new growth green at the very, very, very top, and then pine trees look outstanding this By year. By the time they come back and planted for spring, like summer food plots, every damn pine tree there was bright green. I mean, I bet you them damn things grew a foot and a half since last year. Absolutely, and it just because it was vines going up them, so it oh burned yeah, a lot yeah, of it was rank in there. Too. It was rank. That first fire we set last year was, it got 
western in the middle in there. I mean, you like you weren't going to, you weren't getting in the middle. I mean, it was a vortex of fire in the center. It was like vines and poison ivy and just shit growing everywhere. I can tell you now, you go up there, there, yeah. ain't, there ain't no vines. There ain't nothing choking that tree out. Walk there ain't. It's just a little bit of knee high, like you said, like knee high dog fennels, little shit like that. Outside of that, them trees are clean as a whistle. And that's what you mean, because. Also with pines, if you and that's you got to get that fast burn across something because what's really going to kill a tree if there's a lot of fire that stays around Sitting. the base and stuff yep. and it stays real hot. But you get that quick burn, you're so yeah you might them. that tree might go into like a like a regrowing stage and everything green and everything like that. But generally, it's not going to kill a tree. No. So, but but yeah, we definitely we done a pretty good bit. There was some piles, like I said, that we piled up from that time that we went up there and cleared everything that we wanted to get burnt down. And some of them we didn't burn that great because, you I mean, when you pull trees out, you're pulling dirt out and all that stuff. So it didn't get burned. But the main bit. ones that we wanted to get burned in them lanes and stuff like that, we got burnt down. So um, the one on the, the bigger food plot, we got it burned and Oh, it's just pretty much dirt and little sticks left so we just actually pushed it over and got it out of the way um but but yeah we it definitely it looks a lot better up there and i mean just burning generally it's gonna help turkeys and stuff so y'all haven't never really did any kind of burning have yeah, you i we need to bad i just the the place i'm on it's a lease so you can't i mean you can't get everybody to agree on one thing. Granted, we did have a uh, three or four years ago, we had a wildfire actually. Lightning hit a pine tree, caught it. Looks great. Mm -hmm. I wish if I could burn that place, I would burn it to the ground. A lot of it's uh, slash pines, uh, blackjack oaks. Uh, some of the gallberries used to be real low, but now they're getting pretty high damn near head high so a lot of that stuff it, it would do nothing but benefit that place for sure um yep. you know but we lease it and the owners they really don't care much about it they you know they, they got the property handed down to them they want nothing to do with it that's why they lease it out so I just try to get you know 10 12 people on one page and some people agree with it some people don't it's, it's just it's a I wish we would. It would do nothing but benefit it. But uh, like I said, try to get that many people on one page, and some people would help out, some people wouldn't. The uh, like I said, I wouldn't mind if a wildfire hit again on the other side and, and burn it to the ground. It, it needs it for sure. It's, yeah. just, it's it's almost getting to the point where we're gonna lose a lot of area to hunt because it's just getting so bad and thick and it's the point where you can't even bush hog it anymore you need to have to go in there mulch machine and and knock it to the ground it's, it's getting yeah. that bad it's but you shouldn't let it if you've got private piece or you know or, or at least where everybody agrees with it don't let it get that far yeah. like what y'all do every year every two years burn it just stay on top of it don't let it get way out of hand where you got to go in there and you know mulch it down or, or whatever you got to do to it but We'll see. Hopefully, we can get something pulled together here in the next couple of years if we've still got it and it can burn it. But yeah, I'm hoping so. It definitely needs it. Yeah, well, if you guys want to burn it, I, got a, I know I got a certified a, I, guy coming up here soon. So I got a fire break plow out here and a tractor and a yeah truck and a trailer, and we got the manpower and the help. So I told Shane the other day, I said, "We'll come help you." Yep. 
he wants to, he got a hundred acres over here off of Pine Island. And I told him, I said, well, this final weekend, whenever we're all ready and we got the people, you supply the drinks. We'll be there. Yeah. You supply the, this, <sighs> this is not what we did last time. No, well, we, 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 that was, you know how many, we were, we weren't going to dehydrate. That's all I can say. No, we were dehydrating. Well, because we were pissing it out faster. We drank four cases in one morning, Jack. Four cases in one morning, and we sent Cecily after more. Yeah, y'all were y'all were pretty y'all were in pretty good shape whenever I left. So I felt great. I felt wonderful. I Smoke inhalation, but I'd love to. Like I said, I got this big plow out here. You can't use it to disc fields up because it leaves it so fucking rough. Yeah. But that damn thing, I don't For do a not break. Do not put your toes, your legs. Your dog, your old lady, nothing underneath it that you want to keep because it will cut it in half. Yeah, that's what I, I guarantee you. It will cut it in half. It is heavy. It's got 24-inch blades on it. It is scalloped front and back, and it will cut. I've seen it run over a damn four or five-inch limbs and just cut the limbs in half. That's, that's what I need. Yeah. Borrow that from you one weekend. Well, you need you need a real tractor to pull it. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't in a problem. You you can have it. You can come get it. But, yeah, that that's... That's what that truck right there, that's what that disc out there is for. It's more of a, hell, I used it out front up here a couple, last year. Because Jonah was, I, talk, I kept bitching at Jonah. I'm like, man, damn goddamn grass out here. It's just taking over this front field. Taking over this front field. I can't kill it. I can't kill it. Jonah goes, go get that damn big plow out and go plow that son of a bitch up and you'll you'll win the grass battle. I'm like, man, it, I don't know. I don't know. I went out there with it. I won the grass battle with it. Yeah, it looks great. It's one of them. It's one of them discs that you just got to pretty much you got to disc it and let it lay, because you you're not getting back across it because it's going to be so rough. But no. what you what you do is you just turn that grass over and it'll rot, yep. and you just like almost needs to rain on it, and it'll actually it sift the dirt bit. back through the grass. Yep. But it'll be flipped over so it'll rot it, and then you can go out there with something else. Because when I was farming down in Lake Wells, we had one of them. We had a it was a 15 foot wide, <clears throat> had actually 28 inch blades, scallop blades on the front and back. That and thing will move some dirt. You ain't going back over that. No. no. Like, I, there was some stuff that we were turning. There was an old, back in the day, they used to fly ultralights and stuff out of there. And <clears throat> there was an old air, runway, which you got to think. I mean, that old runway is Bahia grass, and it's been there. I mean, this Bahia grass packed. All the, the root system on this Bahia grass looks like a tap root on a pine tree. But, you I mean, that was that. You I mean, we'd go out there, I'd turn on it like once or like I'd go across it once or twice, and I'd let it lay. And then go out there like two, three weeks later, turn on it, let it lay. And it just, it's a process. You got to, if it's something that you know that you're going to do in the future, it's just something that you got to take them big disc like that, disc on it, let it lay. And then kind of going about that. But I did a job with that thing over there in Groveland one time. We were, we were doing actual project. Nate, my company hired me out to come in there and it was actually a full blown hayfield. I mean, a full blown existing hayfield and it, I had to turn it with that damn thing. I went over it two times and it was back to powder. Yeah. And that's and don't it, take much. It don't take much, but I'm telling you now, it'll leave chunks of grass about this. I mean, <laughs> as big as around a 55 gallon barrel, because it'll just peel it out of the ground. It'll just peel it up. But I promise you, a fire ain't going across it. No. Yeah. You, you might not be going across it either, but the fire ain't going across it. Yep. But, um, but like, even them two bucks I killed this past season both of them where they've been hooking trees and stuff their faces were completely black from that burnt that we did yeah, last yeah. year um the horns the even their face everything it, it was pretty neat and if looking. you look at it closely you'll be able to not, not not a lot of people can actually tell but when you actually told us if you go back and look at his pictures his brow tines and his forehead 
is black. Yeah. And it's not like, that's not genetics. No, that, ain't, that ain't Cypress down here in Florida where they're rubbing and turning black. That's from a burn. That's yeah. from Elson's yeah. burn up there. They were in them pine blocks rubbing them small trees. Yeah. So, you mean, just the simple stuff like that makes it seem like, okay, yeah. It's, you know it's working. It's the, Yeah. If they're in there, if a mature buck like that's in there hooking trees, it, it's in the right not spot. Not only one, but multiple. Yes, for sure. So, um, which... I just think, I mean, the property is just in way better state when you burn something. I wish we could do our, I can imagine it's, I mean, it's good as it is now. I can imagine, you know, what would be burned. Well, what's, what's holding it up up there? Is it, I know you probably already said, but it, would it be just like, Hey, let's take a section of a year and see what it does. Or is just getting everybody on? It's just, it's a mess. You know, you got, like I said, the, the owners, uh, have it. Uh, a big shot had it back in the day, ended up passing away. His kids have it, want nothing to do with it, which he could turn it down to me if he wanted to. I'm you but uh, they want, want nothing to, to do with handouts. it, so they lease it out. So they lease it to us to hunt, and then they lease it to a guy that runs cows on it. So it works out for them. They get money either way. Then yep. They get a tax write-off for the cows being on it. Uh, it's, the guys up there, I mean, they, I'm good friends with them all, but there's – not as uh, hard into it, hunting wise. I mean, they'll go out there and hunt, but not the process of producing, you know, good deer, trophy animals. Yeah, exactly. Which you know, a lot of people in Florida don't. They're you know, they're dog clubs or they're just <clears throat> planted pine paper companies, and you know, it is what it is. And you know, God bless them. I, I mean, that's what you want. That's what you got. But so, if I could get everybody on the same page, it, it would be. Like getting nothing but beneficial turkeys, deer. Uh, we got a pile of wild quail up there. It's hard to find in Florida nowadays. It's for wild birds, it's rare, but we've got a pile up there and it does nothing but benefit them as well. Yep. Um, and again, even the cows, it would benefit them. Yeah, a you're ton. not, yeah, you're not going to tell me that a good, no. a good active burn, yeah, the stuff comes back so green afterwards and it actually puts nutrients back in the dirt yep. that you can't. Why people don't burn more often? I think a lot of it has to do with being scared. Yeah, that's, that's exactly I, I, what. Yeah, I think people get nervous. They think, "God damn, I'm going to burn the whole fucking world down, and I'm never going to financially. I'm, you're going to be like the damn Tiger King. I am never going to financially recover out of this." No, and, and ours have got the block roads and fire cuts already. If you go through, you know, just one go there time and select and one time, select one, two, three yeah. out of the group, and just let it rip. Yeah, one to, and then the whole. Side the west side of my property is all salt water. I'm right there on the coast, so it can only go so far. It's yeah. sawgrass on one side. Yeah, you get a good east wind, it ain't going nowhere. Well, let it rip to the damn sawgrass. Yeah. It ain't it, going. I need to too. So, so yeah, but that's it, the only thing. And a lot of people kind of get talking about that. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand too. Like just for say, you got water down below, fire can travel across Way the top over. of that. Yep. You Swamps mean and everything. yeah, like if you got like a dead cattails or yep. sawgrass or whatever it's dead it's enough fuel yep. it'll run across the top it ain't going over the gulf you of mexico just don't want it to catch a peat a peat bog on fire that yeah. is their biggest thing yeah. a peat bog fire will travel for up to 15 to 20 miles yeah. at a time that's no joke and they say it takes millions of gallons to put a peat bog out you might as well just let the damn thing burn yeah. you'll never put it out and but now that sawgrass if you get a good see i always thought when you're burning that a hard wind was bad. That's you don't good. want a hard wind. After the last two days, you don't want a stagnant wind. 
you want a wind that moves because that shit will get through it, get out, and be gone before a stagnant wind is when a shit sits there and just smolders. It just smolders, it kind of creeps along, and it don't do a whole lot. And that's whenever you start getting in trouble. You want a good wind that actually gets on through something. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even like them uh, sawgrass and stuff out on flats, if you get a wind that just takes it across them sawgrass, it'll never get hot enough to catch anything on fire below it. Yeah. Or anything else, even the leaves and the trees or nothing. It just lights on fire and across it, you're done. Yeah. And that's what you want. Especially for like if you're burning under pine trees or whatever, it's good if you have a kind of a decent wind to, to get move it on it, move yeah. it yeah. across get it on yeah get that thing across the damn block that you're burning on and let's get on with it yeah I've, I've seen some of that take all you got no wind or you know a little two knot wind it take all day long yep no nope. you want especially like a, you get a little green stuff in there good luck they say a 12 mile an hour plus wind yeah with in the uh, right direction with a 75 percent um like ivr or whatever it's called mm-hmm. which is like a basically it's your mixture rate of moisture to cloud to um what your wind rate is above the treetop 20 foot above the treetop is what your wind rate is you want like a right around that 74 75 percent they say that right there will it you'll you'll be pristine you don't really want to go below like a 40 45 percent on it and but you can burn and they'll even let you in florida they'll let you burn at nighttime if you get a if you're above a six on your rating to let you burn at nighttime, which they say is actually kind of better because the dew settles down in your trees. So it won't burn your trees up, but it'll burn that bottom off really nice. And they say that's the way. That'd be not cool not a lot of stuff. people like to yeah. burn at nighttime because you have to stay up all night with it. But if you can find a good wind, they want a good wind. If you can find a good wind at nighttime and you have the proper elements you can do a broadcast burn at night time if you're above a six look at this guy if i got any questions about burn i'm gonna call him or dc one of the two yeah dc no too they got oh, an yeah. answer for oh me. i'm gonna call them I, I have to take this fucking final ex- i already took my final exam today i passed it but um the state of florida requires that the forest department actually comes out here really? we do a we have to do a burn with them pile burn. a pile burn with them and so I have to have all my paperwork in hand. I have to do my smoke screen, my my fire forecast, my weather, everything. I have to have everything in hand. They'll come out here. We'll push up a pile. And I have to actually have to have people on hand with me. And um, they'll come out. They'll burn a pile. They say, you're good. They'll send all my paperwork to Tallahassee, and then I'll get my license. So I asked them. I asked them today. I said, man, how big of a pile do you guys actually want? Because I've already burned everything here at the house, obviously. And they're like, um, well, minimum is eight by eight. But uh, we have to come out there and burn it with you. And our forest guys really like the big fire. So if you could come up with a 40 by 40, we'd be happy. Oh, we can come up with it. I don't know where the fuck we're going to come up with 40 by. He wants a 40 by 40 pile. Why don't you. 20 foot tall. Why don't you come to my house and burn one of them piles we need to burn? You need to burn one? Well, you know all them piles still at my house. Well. Condense all them into one? They're big. They're pretty oh, good size. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, all I gotta do is just I have to burn in front of the state of Florida. Uh, yeah. The, the commissioner. I have to call. Um, Helps you out too. Well, yeah. Sam Mackey, and he comes down there and says, "All right, you did a good job. You take your paperwork, send it to Tallahassee, and we're done." Yep. Well, yeah. So they have the disc of fire break around it. You're more than welcome to come down there and bring your disc and bring your tractor and go to town with one of them piles down there. That's all you gotta have. Yep. Sit and watch. 
sit and watch. He says, he, he told me today, he said, you know, our guys really like to come out there and watch them piles burn. So the bigger, the better. I'm like, you don't have anything better to do? No, not really. We just want to come out here and sit with you guys and watch your guys drink beer and burn piles. So I'm like, well, we guess we could be friends. So, but yeah, I think your your place was a very successful burn. I am beyond happy on my place. Yeah, and so I'd like to, like I said, I'd like to get Shane's done. If you could get somebody on yours, I got a truck, a trailer, a tractor, and a desk. Oh, we'll get it done. And we got buggies. I get somebody to pull the gator or your buggy or whatever. I can bring the I can bring the heavy iron or somebody will bring my my ride, yep. and we'll. Uh, which I'm not against burning other people's places either, but I just want to make sure. We got proper fire breaks and proper People. planning done. Yeah. Don't don't try to go out there today. You're trying to burn and go. Okay, like we we're gonna try to try to make this happen, or we're gonna like no. Go ahead and get a plan. The number one thing in there is planning and letting your neighbors know. Yep. The number one oh. complaint in the state of Florida is not letting your neighbors know that you're burning and you burn, and then it it causes health conditions. Yep. You don't let your neighbor. And that's the thing is, is they can call the forestry department on you at any point in time and they can come out there and shut you down for burning. Um, but it has to be substantial evidence showing that you did negligence on your end. But they say, you know, there's a whole damn section in this class that is basically PR for communities. And what do you need to do to let people know? Or what do you do? And a lot of times it's put signs up. Put a f post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's like whatever. Your dad did seven thirty uh, Sunday morning. Your dad texted the neighbors, "Hey, just letting you know, you know we're gonna be burning." Courtesy text, yep. and that's it. I always call her or I always text that lady, yep. and let her know, "Hey, we're she gonna be was cool about it." Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be burning that day. So that's the biggest thing is always get ahead and let your neighbors know. Even if you say, "Hey, I want to, I want to hire you," say say they say, "We're gonna hire Jesse, Jonah, and Zach to come burn." 100 acres for me. Y'all bring your tractors, bring whatever. It's on the landowner, believe it or not, it's on the landowner to to have everything in line before we show up. You have to let your neighbors know what's going on. If that fire gets out, it's not on me, it's on them. It's on the owner of the property. So you have to do your research. You need to be planning. So piss poor planning will get you in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. But it's... It's, it's a lot to learn. I'm not trying to do it for other people by no means. I like to do it for friends and family and around us. But I just want to be able to say, hey, I can call in a permit at any time, at any day. And they'll actually give me permits for four days in a row on one phone call. I don't have to call in every day or every morning. I can call in and get a permit for four days or three days or whatever, depending on what the weather will allow us. So yeah. I, can, I can get it ahead of time. I can call in the day before and get it for the next day and not have to worry about anything. Be ready to roll first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, nine o'clock. Yeah. And instead of having to put it out an hour before sunset, now I can put it out an hour after sunset. So it gives me another two hours. Perfect. Yeah. And it's, you mean, even going back in history, you mean before, not that you mean you get fertilizer out of the ground, but before the founding of fertilizer what was your natural fur what was a natural fertilizer for wildlife back in the day that's it i mean what is lightning strikes for like what do you what's you I mean if you depends on what you believe but there's got to be a reason for a lightning strike and that's one of the reasons to start a forest fire to 
create new life. That's what happened to my place. That's the best thing that ever happened to it. I wish yeah. we had the you know forestry department come out there mm-hmm. and they put it out, you know, making their fire breaks and stuff and you know blocking it off. But I, I mean, honestly, I wish it kept going for a while. They yeah. say in old Florida before we had modern technology, every three to five years you burnt everything in Florida down due to lightning strikes and acts of nature. Every three to five years, you are supposed to burn that fuel off. Yep. So whenever you go 15, 20 years, whatever, you got a lot of fuel on the ground. And Jonah can tell you in Georgia, that block we burnt last year burnt real fucking slow. You can you could get ahead of that block. Oh, absolutely. That, that one he burnt that was burnt last year, you can get ahead of it. You can stop that fire. That one he's he he had it in the back. If that was a thousand acres, do you think you could get ahead of that fire and stop it? Ain't no damn nope. way. You could get ahead of it with a dozer and a freaking plow. But yeah. how long is it going to take for somebody to show up with a dozer and a plow? And even then, <clears throat> if it gets that much headwind ahead of it, you think one dozer, one plow is going to stop it? No. Yeah. You better. You better. You're going to have to Saddle have a. Up. You better have a forty foot wide fire break, boys, because that damn thing's going to jump an eight foot plow. Yeah. I can promise you that it'll Absolutely. jump an eight foot plow in a second. Like and all it takes is one ember to get over it, and you're done. And it's going on. Yeah, it's going on. And they say South Florida's bad about that, especially when they, when they when they burn them cane fields, because what it is is it get hard winds, and there's not a lot of trees or levees down. The levees is what stops them down there. But they've had up to, I think he said up to three miles in South Florida, an ember pick itself up and travel and put itself back down. Now out west, it'll get up to 15 miles out like you know, in the Rockies and stuff like yeah. that. But in Florida, you got up to three miles of a contingency area where an ember could pick itself up, travel, and put itself back down. Yep. So an eight-foot fire break is not going to stop anything. No. And it might slow it down to get you ahead of it, but you're never going to stop it. Yeah. It's like even watching a documentary that I watched a while back about like when they were draining the Everglades down in South Florida. And they didn't... They didn't accommodate when you drain water out of something, stuff that lives in water, it dies. Well, guess what happens when stuff dies? It decomposes and becomes fuel. Yep. And whenever a lightning strike hits down there, you're talking about a wildfire. They had one back in the day. It was and You wild. can't stop it because it's all muck out there. You can't get out there in the middle of that muck. You just lose every dozer you try to stop. Good luck. You just might as well let, you gotta let it burn. Yep. So... And that's kind of how we did our place up there in Georgia. We just, you mean, got up there, got ahead of, like, before we even let, drop the, put the drip torch out or put the torch out, disc around that thing over and over and over again. And then just, you mean, we didn't have a crazy wind. We had like seven, eight mile an hour winds and just started it and went slow and did this block. Once we're completely done with this block, this one's burnt out or it's completely contained or whatever, then we moved on. And that's kind of how we did everything. So, but like Jesse said, just enough people. That's that's what you gotta have. Got to. Don't don't go try to do it out. You know, out there with you and your buddy, and, and think it's gonna be all right. It could be. Yeah, my dad told me. My dad said he used to, he burned one time, and he said that some bitch got out, and he was by himself. Yeah, no. And I'm telling you now, I was manpower in numbers yeah. is where it is. Not necessarily equipment. You could have an A stress in that class to have a tractor or a loader with a grapple bucket yeah, on it. Just fine. 
a tractor grapple bucket is great for piles and stuff like that. You have to have a plow on a tractor in order to stop a fire if it, if you are broadcast burning. Mm-hmm. You will never stop it with that damn grapple. What are you going to do with the grapple bucket? Or even water. Not they shit. said or water tanker, anything like that. You're not going. No. You need something that you can turn fresh dirt to the top. Yep. And I'm telling you now, if you can get if you can get a good disc. We did all the mine at my place with a busted ass growth disc. Cause you're not trying to turn the dirt to a powder no. six inches deep. You're trying to get that surface dirt up and disturb the soil. And we never had one time up there that was even remotely like, God damn, it's gonna get out, it's gonna get out. Nope. It 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 burned perfect up there. Yeah, but I even I even blowed through that damn block in the back back there like a damn logger and pushed trees over and everything else. It just kind of slowly crept across it and never had a problem out of it. So yeah. Which a lot of them blocks of yours you don't have a for sure planted pine so it's a lot of scattered scattered voluntary pine so you don't have that real big pine straw matter like i mean granted you could tell where it was because it got very very hot right underneath the pine trees the big pine trees but i mean throughout the block it was burning across the grass and stuff and it just go right across it and then it was out yep so I mean, I think that kind of helped on your block, your place that you just didn't have that. Sure enough, a lot of pine stands. It was all volunteer. Yep. So, but anyway, well, we've been running about an hour here. Is there anything else you want to try to cover on the burn stuff? Nope. I'm ready to go home and get me something to eat and go to work tomorrow. And I know you guys got to get up in the morning and go south. So we'll wrap her up and yep. reconvene next week. Yep. Um, like I said, this podcast, it's going to be some entertainment episodes and it's going to be more informational. And you mean kind of, I knew we talked about doing this burn episode last week, but you mean it was kind of good that you went through your class and stuff. So you, you got a little bit more education on burning, not just kind of what we know as burning over the years. You also know the logistics of it. Yes, absolutely. So it's uh, all, Furthering education will never hurt anybody. Absolutely. So the more you can learn. Absolutely. It's the best that you could ever do. And I might never use this thing ever again in my life. It's good to have it though. But guess what? You got it. We have it. We know what to look forward to. We know how to properly plan events from here on out. The stuff that we did that weekend that we were all here. Now that I know what I know, we were a bunch of dumbasses for a lot of shit that we did. Like leaving that damn whole lighter tree down there in the fucking bottom and shit like that. I should have set that thing on a fucking hill. Yeah. All right, the gate. There's a lot of things I should have done beforehand that I've learned now, but it's a learning process. I know what to do now, and now I've got that ability to be able to say, hey, nobody else can burn but us. If y'all want to knock this thing out real quick, if everybody wants to circle the wagon, let's get her done. Yeah. And you mean everybody is lying to you if they take some kind of class course or whatever online in person or whatever and they tell you they did not learn anything you learn something on every single thing it just might be irrelevant to what you want to be learning but you're learning something so take something away from anything you do in life you mean it could be a conversation with somebody it could be learning something like what jesse just went through so take something away from everything that you do in life and it'll put you way farther ahead and i mean that's kind of how i live life too that 
You mean, I try to learn from everything I do in life. You mean, especially, you mean, I know this is a hunting podcast. So try to take something away from every hunt that you go on, every bird that you screwed up, every deer that you missed, every whatever, because those are where you're going to learn at. You're not going to, you mean, yeah, you might learn a little bit on the successful hunt, but you're going to learn more off the, of your misses. So, but anyway, you good with this I'm one? Good. You good over there? Ready to get on them in the morning. Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready down to Saturday morning. I'm ready to go listen to a turkey gobble. You know I mean, I know we've been out doing some photos and videos and stuff like that. A lot of stuff. So legit though. Yeah. With a gun in our hand. You're ready. ready. You're ready to hear that safety flick off. Absolutely. So anyway, well, we'll get back on here next week. Um, sorry, it's a little bit later in the week. I just got back yesterday, so we try to get in here. He's been fucking off. Only my dude. He's yeah. been fucking off. That damn gravy train he's riding over here with biscuit wheels. <laughs> well, get a real job. You get a real job. Anyway, I'm over here having to pull wire for Pike and how to set boxes for Pike, and it could have been him, but you know, I've been I've been a power man for the last couple of days. I feel like Zach. You know what? I had to get. I'd be just like you. Yeah. But yeah, Joan over here on the higher road. So. Yeah, oh yeah. We'll be a cluster. Yeah. yeah. He's got to make a, a trip lister. back. Well, yeah. one of these days he'll make his way back through Gainesville and Archer and back north. Thank me. Thank Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got demoted. <laughs> Remember? I'm not, yeah. I'm not a high class photographer. I'm demoted. Yeah. Hey, you can't say that. I'm not going to hey, tolerate hey, that. Not, on, not we're not going to tolerate that. On not me. everybody can make principles list. You might be on a roll. You're not principles list. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you're so, not the A B on a roll. Anyway, well, if you can give us a rating, give us whatever you listen to it on Spotify. I know we've jumped over to Audible yep. on Amazon now, so just trying to broadcast everywhere <clears> that we can with this <throat> podcast. So definitely give us a rating. Um, a review that definitely helps us out. Uh, we've been seeing a bunch come in here lately. Jesse's part of this podcast, like always. <laughs> Don't but, cut me from this team. Yeah, we're you're still can of corn. We're still waiting on sponsorship here from Bush. That's the new Bush cans too. I, you know, I picked up the original Bush box today at the store, and I looked over and I seen the new edition. I said, Zach, old Zach, Daddy's going to be here this afternoon. I better get the new bush. We need another uh, case. What are you doing in my case? I just bought that two hours ago. Three hours ago. I take pride in what I do. You're doing a very good job, sir. Appreciate that. Well, anyway, we'll let Jesse go get him some dinner, and we'll go pack all the pack stuff up. truck, get the bikes charged up, and roll out in the morning. Yeah, get a few hours of sleep, and then we'll be heading mm -hmm. south. So All right. Well, we'll do it again next week. Um, like I said, hopefully it'll be a successful podcast Hoping talk so. about some hopefully y'all knock one down or two or three or ten or whatever y'all got going on but hopefully y'all knock one at least one down yep absolutely i want to go down there i haven't ever hunted that deep south so hopefully i can get on a black wing hunting this early yeah it's it's a little odd but hey i'm, I'm ready i'm, I'm ready to hunt oh, i'm kind of pissed i can't go but we'll send is. you pictures buddy facetime Anyway, well, I appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week. And like always, Florida Camo, Primo Knives. Can't thank them guys enough. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>